0: welcome to episode 27 of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on earth. My name is Molly, and today I have three questions. Before we start, I want to remind you that, very excitingly, Everything Under the Sun is going to be a beautiful book. It's going to be filled with your questions, 365 of them. So if you'd like to hear your question answered on this podcast, Everything Under the Sun, as well as seeing your name and your question in print in a beautiful book full of amazing illustrations, then please do send in a question this week. The way to do that is ask a parent to borrow their smartphone phone or help you to do it and then you can record your question by saying what your name is how old you are and some things that you love and then just ask me your question it can be about anything and everything under the sun i can't wait to hear your question so please send me one in this week i'm going to host the first three children that send in a question for everything under the sun a very special everything under the sun bookmark so ready set get recording and you could perhaps be a winner of an everything under the sun bookmark in other news everything under the sun won a bronze award at the british podcast awards we were so pleased to win an award after only 26 episodes that was for best family podcast so thank you to all of you for listening telling your friends sending in questions and generally being amazing you're all wonderful thank you Now, at the British Podcast Awards, there was one podcast called Have You Heard George's Podcast, which won all of the awards four gold, two silvers, as well as the gold of golds, the podcast of the year award. It's a very special podcast and your parents might like to listen to it. And maybe you can when you're older. It's called, Have You Heard George's Podcast? The host of the show is George, the poet. He is a musical poet who knows lots about politics and our society. He's going to answer our first question, which is from Clara. And it's about homelessness. Over to Clara. Hello, my name is Clara. And I am 4 and I live in London. And my question today is... Why do people not have houses and why do they live on the street? Hi Clara, well that is an amazing question and it's such a good thing to think about. To answer your question, here is George the Poet. Hi Clara, my name is George the Poet and I'm a spoken word artist. People are homeless for all sorts of reasons, mostly quite sad. Some people don't have anyone to take care of them when they get sick. Others run out of money and they're forced to leave their homes. There is some help available. Food banks are like cafes where kind people serve free meals. And lots of charities offer safe spaces to sleep at night. Sadly though, this help doesn't reach everyone. And we have to work really hard to end homelessness for good. Thanks so much, George, for your amazing answer we really do need to do all we can to help end homelessness. If there is someone who is homeless on the streets near you, just remember how lonely it must feel. Maybe you could smile or wave hello to them. And perhaps if you're with your parents or an adult and they say you can, you could offer them a drink or a snack if they would like that. One good thing to do if it's cold where you live is to collect warm clothes that your parents' friends don't wear anymore and give them to a charity that works with people living on the streets. That's just one thing that we can do to help this awful problem of people living on the streets. I hope that answers your question, Clara. If you have a question you would like answered on the show or in Everything Under the Sun book, all you have to do is ask an adult to record you asking it and ask them to send it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Our next question comes from Tommy and it's about the creatures we call man's best friends. It's about dogs. My name is Tommy, I'm Fiverr, I like rugby, and my question is, why do dogs wag their tails when they're happy? Hi Tommy, well, dogs wag their tails when they're happy, and they want to show you they'd like to be friends with you, or friends with another dog. They also wag their tails when they're excited, and the more excited the dog is feeling, the more it will wag its tail. Did you know the direction of the wag might give us humans a clue as to what the dog is feeling? A tail wagging to the right shows they're feeling happy and a tail wagging to the left shows they're feeling something more negative. Dogs can watch this wagging in other dogs and they feel relaxed when they see a right wagging tail and more stressed when they see a left wagging tail. Dogs use their tails to say lots of other things When dogs are feeling relaxed, their tails will be in a natural place, which is different for all dogs. So little dogs like pugs have tails that point upwards naturally, whereas greyhound tails are slightly between their legs. Some other dogs have tails that hang down towards their heels when they're just at rest. But if a dog is feeling nervous, it will probably hold its tail lower than normal and maybe even tuck it under its body if it's scared. On the other hand, if the dog wants to seem scary to another dog or is growling at you, it will probably stick its tail up in the air tail held straight out usually means a dog is curious about something that's going on. Now, just think about how many kinds of dogs you've seen out and about. Or maybe you have a dog. What kind of dog do you have, if you do? Maybe you could just stop the podcast now and think about all the types of dogs you can think of. From Labradors to Pugs to Alsatians to Huskies. See how many kinds of dogs you can name. Given there are so many dogs, it's amazing to think that all the dogs in the world, from husky dogs to sausage dogs, all evolved from wolves. A grey wolf, with the scientific name Canis lupus, is the dog's closest relative. So how did grey wolves, which are wild, become domesticated dogs? Well, we think that humans started keeping them close to their families like some of us have pets now around 12,000 years ago. How that happened was probably that some humans decided to take care of abandoned wolf pups and gradually bred them to become more friendly and more willing to live around humans, unlike their wild gray wolf ancestors. I hope that answers your question, Tommy. Now, last week I asked you to send in your impressions of a hungry caterpillar eating lots of leaves to win a copy of a beautiful book called Sensational Butterflies by Ben Rothery with facts and help from Nick Crompton, who was our expert last week, talking about butterflies. Here are my favourite impressions. Hi Molly, my name is Heidi. I live in Glasgow and I'm five years old. And I like animals sports and gymnastics and here's my impression of a hungry caterpillar thank you (coughs) hello my name is Callie I am six years old I like swimming and gymnastics this is an impression of my hungry caterpillar My name is Martha. I'm eight years old. I live in Glasgow and I like triathlon club, playing with my friends and animals. Here's my impression of a hungry caterpillar. Callie, you've won a copy of Sensational Butterflies. I hope you'll love the book. It will be winging its way to you soon, so keep checking the post next week. And now for our third question. It comes from Benjamin, and it's about noises made by a very long-necked animal. What do you think it could be? Yes, it's a giraffe. My name is Benjamin, two years old. What my do the grass make? Hi Benjamin, well that's a great question. What noise do all of you listening think that giraffes make? I imagine you couldn't really think of a noise. Giraffes aren't noisy creatures. They don't bar like sheep, or moo like a cow, or bark like a dog, or roar like a lion. But, giraffes are not silent. In fact, giraffes like to hum. Giraffe experts at the University of Vienna recorded 940 hours of sounds from giraffes at three zoos over eight years. They found out that apart from the occasional grunt and snort, the main noise that giraffes make is humming. They only hum at night in the dark. Giraffes hum at a very low frequency, so humans can hear it, but only just. And in fact, the zookeepers who look after the giraffes that have been recorded humming had never heard the sound themselves until they were played the recordings of humming giraffes turned up very loud. I've got a recording here of giraffes humming to one another. Would you like to hear it? Here you go. So that was giraffes humming. It doesn't sound very tuneful like humming we humans do. What do you think it sounds like? I'm sure it sounds great to other giraffes. It's likely that the giraffes are humming to one another to tell each other things, but we don't know what they're saying. Perhaps giraffes don't want humans to know what they're saying because it's their own special giraffe language. Humming in the dark. I hope that answers your question, Benjamin. Can you guess how many bones a giraffe has in its neck? It's actually the same number as us. That's seven vertebrae bones. Most mammals have seven bones in their neck. There are some that don't, including the manatee, two-toed sloth, and the three-toed sloth. So, giraffes have the same number of neck bones as us, only they're longer. We talked lots about giraffes in episode 18, why they have long necks, horns on their head, long black tongues, and thick skin on their legs, like thick tights. So if you're new to the podcast and want to find out lots, lots more about giraffes, do go back to episode 18 and have a listen. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week. A huge thank you to George the Poet for talking to us about why people might be homeless and about how we must all work to end the problem. So everyone has a safe place to sleep at night and food to eat. And of course, a big thank you to Clara, Tommy and Benjamin for this week's questions, and to Ladybird Books, and Ben Rothery and Nick Crumpton for the copy of Sensational Butterflies on its way to Cali. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and Audio Networks for all the lovely. In- Incidental music we use this week. I'll be back next week answering more questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Do send in your questions. There's info about how to do that on the show's website, everythingunderthesun.co.uk. If you like the show, please do rate review and subscribe and tell all your friends to do the same. It really does help. Thank you and goodbye!